People have changed dramatically. What somebody would do 50 years ago is a fraction of what they can do today. So we're pushing the boundaries, pushing the limits, and that's why we need more orthopedic surgeons. Because we keep breaking <laughs> them. We keep breaking them. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. I'm not right yeah. about a lot of stuff. It's the worst thing I ever said on this program. <laughs> it's true. Ah. <laughs> That's open for debate. I was going to say, we could probably, ah. probably could find a couple of other things, maybe. Action-packed hour today. Coming up at 8.40 this morning. I'm excited for this. 20 minutes before 9 o'clock, we're going to have in studio with us the artistic director for the Milwaukee Ballet, Michael Pink, because today is World Ballet Day. Did you know? I did not know that. You know Michael. I mean, he's oh, been yeah, here Michael for Pink. Yep, yep. two decades. Yeah, extraordinary guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and again, he's from London originally. For, for, Which so always makes you a little bit cooler. <laughs> I can listen to him read from the phone book, you know, whatever. So it's just it's wonderful to hear him talk about whatever. But uh, we have discussed that the Nutcracker this year, longtime Milwaukee tradition, is new. I mean, it's still the Nutcracker, but it's a new adaptation, new costuming, a whole bunch of other things. So I'm excited to ask him about that, and just in general. And you always say, you know, we, we box above our weight class here in mm-hmm. terms of the arts yeah. and the performing arts in particular in Milwaukee. And Milwaukee Ballet is no ex- exception for a city our size to have a world renowned ballet, a leader in, in that performance art is pretty extraordinary. So excited to have Michael with us at 840. We also have cookies in the studio today. I'll remind you again, the We Energy's cookie book has now dropped online. So if you're excited for that. And you want to get started right away, you can get the online version of the annual cookie book by texting the word cookie to the old National Bank talk and text line. That's 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link to both the online version as well as a list of distribution sites. The in-person distribution starts today. The event is in Franklin this morning at 11 o'clock. Big one at American Family Field comes up on Saturday. If you have kids... There's a restaurant in Georgia that you're probably afraid to go to now. And why is that? A story that's just been blowing up since it first popped uh, late last week. Tacoa Riverside Restaurant. It's uh, north of Atlanta by about 100 miles, so it's, okay. it's a, way away, a ways away from Atlanta. Uh, they have a surcharge as part of their menu. You know you see these from time to time. There's a COVID surcharge for a bit. Remember that? Where you, a couple extra bucks here and there for different things. Yes, whatever. places were struggling to yeah, make it. It's yeah. like, all right, we're so just going to slap this on here. Yeah, sometimes you'll see things like that. Gratuity sometimes already being included. Already included. Delivery surcharge. Mm-hmm. Adult surcharge, it reads, for adults unable to parent. <laughs> now, how is this determined? <laughs> the menu does not list a specific amount, but according to several Google reviews, it's 50 bucks. Here's one That's post. That's steep. Yeah. If you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. Holy moly, the most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were, quote, running through the restaurant. Well, were they? <laughs> we, were, <laughs> well, right? we were told we need to go to Burger King and Walmart and that they were bad parents or that we were bad parents. <laughs> okay. So that person. So then what happens to them? So then if your kids are naughty, they slap this 50 bucks yeah, on you? Can yeah. they just do that? I suppose as a business, you can do whatever you want. But to Debbie's point, like, how do you, you know, how do you know? You can do whatever you want. Like, I don't think you can do whatever you want. If you go into a bookstore and you don't buy anything and they say, well, it's 50 bucks for browsing today. 
They can't just <laughs> make you pay. But does this at least put you on notice a little yeah. bit? You come in there with your kids. See, like when we had little ones, uh, my favorite places to go were the, the loud restaurants where I knew that they were cool with, you know, a two-year-old who might be having a little bit of trouble staying focused. Right, no doubt. But at the same time... And I'm also not defending parents who don't discipline their kids. That's really hard to watch and to see, especially when you're sitting there with your kids yeah. and you're kind of behaving. Yeah, yeah, come Look on. over at that table and kids hey. throwing a fit. Yeah. But even good parents have those moments... Of course. ...where there's nothing I can do. This kid's broken right now. <laughs> I can't to, fix it. Have to let it run its course. Yeah, but if if that happens, you are not the type of person that when you you would let your your kid do that in the restaurant and no, and I would always call them scene. out. Yeah, say you know, my wife or I would be like, all right, who's finishing their dinner with the other two that are sort of behaving? <laughs> yeah. Who's walking out with this one? Yeah, right. yeah. Take them to the back of the thing. You're at the concert, even at the, even mm-hmm. at the school concert. This one's gone nuts. I'm taking him out, right? So I don't know how they're. I don't know how they are um, deciding what causes this. You know what the definition of misbehavior is, but it's getting so much attention. And uh, how's it breaking? Are people like in favor of the restaurant um, or well, against? You want to? Yes. You want to guess, or do you want me to just tell you? Um, I think most people are saying they're in favor of it because everyone believes their kids are angels. Absolutely the opposite. Most people are like, <laughs> I'm just I outraged. Can't I can't. Believe. I can't. Mom goes off. One headline. I should read you the headline. Where is the headline in The Guardian on this? Uh, I'll bring it up. Where it's something like Mom Blasts Restaurant <laughs> for, you know, for, for doing this. Like I, I, I kind of understand that a little bit. However, we are always so defensive about everything we do with our kids. I think in this case, we can probably accept the fact that maybe our kid is annoying somebody else. Yes. Like that, I'm sure that happens. You have and, to be self-aware. And, yes, just a little bit, yes. And so here's what I don't understand, though. If they don't want kids in there, just to have a – and I think it's a fine business model if you want to say this is not an establishment for kids. No one under 18 allowed. You can do that. You can set an age thing for your so business. Would you, uh, what, and then hmm. people can decide whether or not that's somewhere they want to go. Do you think more people would <laughs> – No one under 16 allowed. No one under you – know, whatever. You but can do age, that. But age doesn't determine behavior. Though. Ah, that's also very true. You can have very well-behaved kids. Yes. And you can have a 16-year-old who's a complete – Nut. I guess, you know, what bothers me about it is not that they want to do it or not that they're trying to discourage bad behavior. What bothers me about it is it seems like, what's that legal term? Capricious? Is that the term? Hmm. Specious. Oh. That's what, <laughs> there's a similar sounding word. <laughs> Specious is the word where things are like just applied at random and not consistently. Who gets to decide whether or not your kids are behaving? Yeah, like, but the bus boy? The, the server? <laughs> Does it have to be a busboy com- bus who's like two years older than the kid? Right, some 16-year-old. Maybe he just doesn't like the kid. Hey, right. I've seen him at school. Hey, he's misbehaving. 50 extra bucks. Throwing a fit. Slap the 50 on him. Right. I mean, who who makes that determination? What criteria are used? Well, and that's the biggest issue. I'm all for encouraging people not to let their kid run around screaming in restaurants. Okay, this agreed. is quite a bit much, said one commentator. Clearly, this owner is a cheapskate looking to make as much money as possible, said another poster. Like, all right, I, I'm not sure. I Actually, I don't believe that to be the case. I get the impression that this owner just has lost his patience in getting tired of having to deal with this or being complained to by another customer because there's a kid that's misbehaving and there's and, a difference between misbehaving and being upset like a kid who's crying because of something wrong is different than 
A kid running around the restaurant. Sure, but a kid who cannot stop crying, who will not or cannot stop crying, that's a problem, right? You got to deal with it. Right. And every, like I said, good parents have kids that lose their minds from time to time. So then it's just a matter of uh, on you. How do you deal with that to preserve the sanctity of wherever you are? So is, is this restaurant gouging? Is this guy really looking just to make an extra buck? I got a pro- I don't I don't have a problem with even somewhat aggressively enforcing some sort of behavior standard. I don't know that slapping 50 bucks on somebody is is the way to go about it, especially since like I don't what's your defense for that? Or can you can you appeal? Well, here's what happened. Like <laughs> they have an arbitrator. We forgot he, he lost his stuffed animal at the last stop and he's really worried about it or whatever. Then go to Walmart. Uh, you can yell that. Go to Walmart and Burger King. Is that what he <laughs> Those suggested? Those are the only places you can go. With Burger it. King's like, how did we get in this? I I see it as more of not someone looking to make money. It's it's someone who clearly just is tired of, uh, perhaps multiple parents not not reining in their kids. Right. And like I said, kid kids go nuts from time to time, but you got to deal with. How that many as times a did you have to deal with that? Some other some other family misbehaving kid, and you're like, ah. Oh, sure. I mean, all the time, right? And you're looking over and you're like, ah. And even, when, when even your kids are looking over, it's, that kid's naughty. <laughs> then you know. 821 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Flames. Hi, y'all. I'm going to have 13 more of these cookies, I think. It's fine. You earned it. Do you think 13? I won't eat 13. Now, you could argue these are a little bit healthier than They're nice. They're any of the candy that was given out yesterday. There is that. I'll take baked goods over candy no, any day. A any thousand day. Times. Hands down, 100%. Give me pie. Give me cookies. Give me cake. Some sort of bar. Give fuel. Give me fire. Absolutely. The We Energy's cookbook, cookie book is live right now. The online version went hot at 8 o'clock. You can text the word cookie to the old National Bank talk and text line. We'll tell you how to access the online version as well as the distribution sites across the state coming up in the next several weeks. Amy Johns from We Energy's brought in some couple of the varieties from this year's book. They are tasty. So this story, this headline could just as well read Florida Man. In fact, generally it does. Florida Man... <laughs> So put put that lens through it. But this is Milwaukee man. Milwaukee man accused of biting off another man's finger, like clean off, at a wedding. <laughs> wedding reception. Get my information here from the Waukesha Freeman, but you may have seen it. A couple of TV stations did the story. Some other outlets have covered it as well. Friday night wedding. Freeman reports Nathan Lancey, 24, charged now with aggravated battery. Freeman citing the criminal complaint here says Lancey was drunk at the wedding. Well, I'm surprised Ah, to learn alcohol may have been involved (laughs) in any way. But at the reception is mixing it up with all kinds of people. This is at a a golf course and venue out in Waukesha County. Okay, Trouble really started when the guy got overly and apparently inappropriately friendly with a female wedding guest. So that's how this started. Actually, well, it started with the drinking. (laughs) <laughs> and this is the result of that. So they're they're trying to get this guy out of the ballroom. They ultimately apparently get him in some sort of side room adjacent to where everything else was ha- happening. And ultimately, when he couldn't cool off, even at the behest of the bride and groom, who are now directly involved, wow. they're trying to get the guy thrown out. Now, the fact that the bride and groom are charged with trying to talk this guy down must be a close friend or somebody right, they yeah, know. They right? had, obviously, yeah, they had to have known him. 
I don't know what the connection is. Right. But if you look, you and Ange at your wedding, if you're involved in any sort of ancillary stuff, it's got to be somebody close to you. right? Of course. Yeah. I don't know which one. I wonder if it was a friend of both of them or if it was one or the other. Friend of the groom, right? Friend of the groom. Had to have been. <laughs> right. Are you going to take care of Jimmy here? Well, what's his name? Lancey is his last name. What did I say his first name was? I got to look it up. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Nathan. Are you going to take care of Nate? Nate's really getting drunk. You're, are you going to take care of that? <laughs> that that's your bride impression. <laughs> Nate's, Nate's really intoxicated. Are you on top of this? So anyway, they get him removed from the ballroom. They got him in a side room. They can't talk him down. He's being belligerent. Again, getting this from the Waukesha Freeman, who's quoting the criminal complaint. But various people, including the father of the groom, have now tussled with this guy as they're trying wow, to get him under control. Tussled. He's getting physical. Jeez, come and, on. You know, the venue's involved, and they're saying, look, we're going to call the cops. If you don't leave, we want you out of here. Just get out of here. Could have left it at that. Guy could have mm-hmm. left and right. been out, yep, yep. whatever. Cooled off. So... He's tussling with various people, including the father of the groom. At one point, then, the finger-biting victim, who is also working to restrain Lancey, don't know his relationship to the bride and groom or to this guy, but somebody's in there also trying to get get control of this dude, found somehow in the tussling, his hand ends up in, in Lancey's mouth, oh. and Lancey bit down, oh. taking the fingertip clean off, half an inch. Oh, my gosh. Off! Off! Police apparently, when they arrived on scene, there were multiple spots of bloody this and bloody that, right? So they get there. The police get things settled down. They get the tip back? Yes. Okay. Uh, The bride, according to the article, punched Lancey in the head at one point when this (laughs) was all said and done. So that leaves, maybe it was her friend. (laughs) Nate, I can't believe you ruined my wedding. Pop. Not that he didn't have it coming. Surgeons did attempt, Eric, to reattach the finger, though it is unclear whether the surgery was successful. What's your over-under on blood alcohol content for our guy Lancey here? Uh, Definitely, hmm, 0.08 is for driving, Yeah, so I'll set the over-under at 2. You taking the over or the under? Over. Over. 0.2. Yeah. Yeah, it's 0.21. Not the worst we've ever seen. No. There have been people pulled over at 0.3 plus. Right. Which is absurd. That's dead for some people. But point two one that's, that's up there. That's a pretty good shine on. And Nathan Lancey, now criminally charged, due back in court later this month. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.39 on Wisconsin's Morning News. All right, we turned the page pretty quickly from fall to winter. Thanksgiving's like three weeks from now. Here we Can't go. Be. It happens, yeah. Thanksgiving just three weeks away. What's the damage on the meal this year? Well, some new details about what your turkey dinner might cost. Wells Fargo is reporting that inflation has started to slow down a bit. This year's dinner will not be any more affordable, however. Turkey prices are down about 13%, but ham is up 5%. Canned cranberries a whopping 60%. Okay, but that's a small ticket item. (laughs) <laughs> right? I mean, All right. 60% more than a couple few bucks. Okay, I can handle that. All right, well, ABC's uh, Dr. Michael Swanson explains. Turkey is going to be cheaper than a year ago if the trend continues, and we expect it to. Secondly, yeah, the other things, you know, the baked goods, some of the other things, are going to be up a little bit from last year, but nowhere near the inflation that we saw a year ago. So things have slowed down. And third, good availability. And fourth, no one cares. You still buy the same stuff every year. No one's thinking about the prices. when they're... No pumpkin pie this year. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to have to pull back on right. all the food we always get. Well, you may reconsider whether you want to host. I'll just bring that one side dish and the host is doing everything else, right? 
Although maybe the side dishes are going to be more. Maybe you do that turkey and say everybody else bring the stuff. What do you think? I, I have mixed feelings on whether or not you want to host. Yeah, me too. I go back and forth. Like it's nice to not have to leave your house sometimes on Thanksgiving. <laughs> sure. So there is that. But then you've got all the pregame yeah, and the postgame and, post and the cleanup yep, and the stuff. Yep, yep. Yep. And then your mom's in there. Like, when can I put this in the oven? You're like, I, I don't know when it can go in the oven. We have other things. <laughs> right, we just we just entered some of the stress of Vince's <laughs> yes. holiday world. <laughs> You'd be surprised to know I, I get stressed around the holidays. 841 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up next, in studio, our interview with the artistic director for the Milwaukee Ballet on Milwaukee, World Ballet Day. That's next. At 845, today is World Ballet Day, a global celebration of the art. We are blessed to have a world-renowned company right here in southeast Wisconsin. Milwaukee Ballet, respected across the globe, has been... A leader for more than two decades now by artistic director Michael Pink, who is live with us in studio this morning. Great to see you, Michael. Yeah, and you again, Vince. Been a while. It, it has been. Uh, I will revisit the last time we spoke at length uh, for the news, but uh, you and I uh, go back a number of years. Tell us first what happens on World Ballet Day. It's uh, it's a celebration. It's just a celebration of will the there world be cake? of ballet. Um, you know what? It's the ballet world. <laughs> so so ballet. yeah, there, there will be cake, but nobody will earn up for having it. <laughs> I think it started something like nine years ago, and it truly is around the world, all those different time zones. Everything's live. People just stream live, and it might be just them in class doing their daily warm-up. But that in itself just reminds you how many people actually pursue a career as a professional dancer around the world and how many little kids, uh, many of which are you know, associated, to our, associated to us, are still pursuing that dream. It's still a viable dream for so many children. And that's the Milwaukee Ballet has over 650 students in our school, three locations. That's incredible. And it's really incredible. They may be just little three-year-olds dreaming of being a butterfly, but that three-year-old grows into a 13-year-old who is still pursuing the, the dream of being a dancer. And like any sport of which I regard dance as a sport, it's a team building experience. And it caters so much to those kids that are not competitive mm -hmm. because dance, believe it or not, is not competitive. It's really hard for you to be in a ballet company and be alone. You need everybody around you, what we call our quarter ballet and what we call our principles. So if you're a lady and you're being lifted, you need a guy to be lifting you. So it's very much a team spirit. So I think it really still resonates within families. And, of course, with the new Nutcracker coming up, that's the biggest family event that we have uh, in, in America, no other country celebrates Nutcracker like America. I know you got questions about the Nutcracker, but I was curious. Like, So ballet's been around hundreds of years, right? Mm -hmm. So for a dance that's as old as ballet is, does it need to remain progressive? Are there things that have changed over the years in order to, I don't know, keep it hip, so oh, to speak? Ab absolutely. You know, we refer to contemporary dance, and the true definition of contemporary is of today. So when... Uh, somebody was creating contemporary dance at the turn, really the turn of the last century, it was relative to that period. It still remains relative. Like any other art form, opera, the symphony, you still have your classics. If you go across the road and listen to Beethoven, you don't want to hear a contemporized version of Beethoven. Right. You want to hear Beethoven. So there's a place for everything. The balance is really just continuing to preserve that uh, legacy, if you will, and then 
uh, create for the future. So my company, Milwaukee Valley, we have done something in the region of 60 new works since my tenure began, which means we are feeding. We are feeding the next generation um, with new work, creating work that is for today. And apart from that, people have changed dramatically. What somebody would do 50 years ago is a fraction of what they can do today. So we're pushing the boundaries, pushing the limits, and that's why we need more orthopedic surgeons because we keep breaking them. We keep breaking them. <laughs> Michael Pink is the artistic director of Milwaukee Ballet, so that leads us perfectly into Drosselmeyer's Imaginarium, this rework of the Nutcracker. So you dance carefully because, as you know, generations have gone to see the Nutcracker here in Milwaukee, and we don't typically do change well here. But the show definitely needed updating. So tell us what's new and different. Well, yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, we have to tread gently. The first thing I did when I said, okay, we need to look at a new one, by and large because the existing scenery and costumes were 26 years old and no orthopedic surgeon could save those. So we're not going to worry about that. Uh, but we are definitely in a place where we need to invest in new scenery and costumes. So it was an opportunity for me to say, okay, let's revisit this. Let's look at it. But with one major caveat, which is tradition. I do not want to disappoint people, and I certainly do not want to trample on people's fond, fond family memories of the of the Nutcracker. So I'm building it very much around the, the current production in terms of some of the content, but it's a whole new imagined world, which is why I'm calling it the Imaginarium. I want people to be sucked in to the whole journey. Um, Nutcracker tr traditionally has a very active first act and then we get to the second act and it kind of slows down a bit and you, people get fidgety and, and then the kids want more sweets and visiting the boutique yes. and so what I'm trying to do is make sure it doesn't slow down and that we keep the pace going so it, it zooms towards that finale. So you and I, uh, you referenced this, we last got together, it was early 2021 when Milwaukee Ballet was one of the first major arts groups on the planet that returned to in-person performances. And you were a global leader on that, but also in so many other ways. So I, I'm, I'm curious, what do other cultural centers, New York, Paris, London, how do they perceive Milwaukee Ballet? You know, I don't know. I think, uh, unfortunately, if you're not in a, in, a, in a major city, a destination city, as I call them, I think people just don't think about you. And in particular in this country, because it's such a vast, vast country. Everybody seems to truly live in their little bubbles. So I think when it comes to our uh, Dance USA meetings, which is our national group, one of the great things about COVID was we all spent a huge amount of time on Zoom together. And that was the first time that, in my knowledge, had ever happened. So I think everybody suddenly went, oh, hi, who are you? And name to face, all of that. And the conversations, everybody realized we are all in the same, we were all in the same situation together. So we discovered so much more about each other. And one of the things that people know about this company, which is unique, is we create a very distinct narrative dance world, of which we've just just done Dracula. And it was, again, a huge sell because it tells a convincing story. Um, and classical ballet sometimes isn't, isn't, uh, doesn't do that. Not enough people do that. So I've tried to build an identity for the company that is unique. And, and I say try because one continues to try. But I think we have. We've built an identity that means it defines Milwaukee Ballet from all the other dance companies. Now, do the folks in New York come to Milwaukee to see ballet? Hmm, let me think. No, they don't. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But what I will say is anybody who does come, it's always the same reaction. 
I had no idea. I had but no dancers idea. come come from yeah, around the world absolutely. to be a part of your company. Absolutely. My company, when we talk about uh, diversity and inclusion, the ballet world has always been very diverse because of the nature of it. There are, it's a very skilled art form, and there are there are only a few people that really make the grade. So those people are working in the, in these major ballet companies, and they come from around the world. Um, what is interesting is they don't seem to want to leave. They come here. You would think this would be a stepping stone into New York, into San Francisco, into Houston, wherever. But no, they come, they stay, and they feel valued, and they realize they're a part of this world that we've created here. And that means a lot. Having been a dancer working in London, it can be very lonely because you're in a huge rat race, and as soon as... As soon as you lose your edge or you need a little operation here or there, you tend to get sidelined and then it, then you fade away. So it's less competitive in a place like this. You can build a community. And we just retired David Hovnissian, who's been 20 years with this company. That's his entire career here in Milwaukee. He's made Milwaukee his home. He's made Milwaukee Ballet his home. And he's brought us an incredible level of artistry. So that speaks volumes to me in terms of we're building a family and that's also Milwaukee. I mean, people say that about Milwaukee. Sure, yeah. You come here and you think, oh, I'll be here three years. Look at me. 21 years. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you're still here. So uh, for sometimes in industry, you might get discovered or a sport. Like you can discover a guy because he's so tall and be like, you know what? We got to get him on a basketball court or a model could be discovered because of the way she looks for a specific type of industry where they want to take pictures or whatever. Can you discover a ballet dancer? Like, have you ever seen someone's type and been like, you know what? I got to get you some shoes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can see it. You can see it from a very early age. There is. There is a physicality to this, but then there is to most sports. So you're looking at a dancer. You can see a dancer's body a mile away, and we talk about legs and feet. And that's just the aesthetic shape of the legs, the mobility, the flexibility of the ankle, the size of the arch. So when you look at a line, and a line being the line that the body creates, you can see that it has natural ability to be flexible, to turn out. You see it in gymnasts, in particular, when you see floor gymnasts. Can you see it the other yeah. way, too? Okay, you, you should. Uh, yeah, yeah you maybe can. it's something else. That... Yeah, you can. So I, I think probably stay where you are. Right, right. <laughs> if this makes you happy, you're welcome here, but. But yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, your legs are under the table at the moment, so I'm not going to. I won't evaluate Totally that. get it. Um, no, but what. What I'm guilty of is that I look beyond that. I'm also very, very interested in the personality and the work ethic. And people will tell you that I, we have dancers in our company that perhaps are not the most aesthetically uh, perfect classical dancers, but what they are as artists and what they bring to the stage for me is worth so much more because that's what it connects with our audience. So I love the balance of it. I call us gypsies because we truly are. And I know I probably just said a word I'm not supposed to, so I'm really sorry if I offended anybody. I won't do it again. But it really is um, a question of building that team. You need one of those, two of those. You know, you need that, that diverse group of people that make up a whole. Michael Pink, Artistic Director at Milwaukee Ballet. Thank you so much. You are a treasure. The ballet is a treasure. And best to your wife, Jane, who does so much work in the arts community as well here. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much. It's such a pleasure. And I'm really glad I managed to find you in this amazing new facility right? here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the easiest to get into. Is it? Okay, anytime. Just Next up from Milwaukee Ballet, <laughs> Nutcracker Drosselmeyer's Imaginarium. It opens December 8th at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. Tickets at milwaukeeballet.org. 
Checking in with Debbie here one more time before 9 o'clock. All right. Still dealing with some slowdowns. We've got a uh, disabled vehicle on northbound. Make that southbound 43 at Fond du Lac Avenue. The two left lanes are blocked, so careful with that. We've also got uh, 94 eastbound. That earlier accident at 68th Street has been cleared. The westbound side, they still have the right shoulder blocked with a crash through there. It's still going to be slow. Anyway, uh, things are getting a little bit better as far as traction is concerned. Don't go too fast. Still, don't go too fast. Still need to be careful. Uh, we do also have an accident or, yep, an accident on the off-ramp to Ryan Road from northbound 94 off on the right shoulder as well. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic. Traffic is sponsored by TaybackAttorneys.com. Veterans benefits denied? Call Tayback for the payback. Brave Americans who served shouldn't be denied benefits or have a disability claim incorrectly evaluated by the VA. If you're one of those vets, call Tayback for the payback. TaybackAttorneys.com. This is Libby Collins. Join us this Saturday morning at 5 a.m. for a very special WTMJ Conversations with Jerry Mathers, the Beaver. Everyone was an adventure. I'd read it and, you know, it'd say, oh, you're going to be up on a billboard on a soup bowl or you're going to have an alligator. We had a wonderful time. WTMJ Conversations, this Saturday morning at 5 on WTMJ. Vince Vetrano here for Excel Concrete Coatings. I was so happy this morning, not with the weather, but, you know, we parked our cars in after the snow came through. Mm -hmm. And now that I've had my floor transformed by Excel Concrete Coatings, I mean, it was all cracked. It had pock marks in it. Now it's all smoothed out, and it's water-sealed tight. The water just pools right on top. I took a broom to it. Gone. Gone. So easy, so nice to get all that water and all that other stuff out of the garage. And now the floor looks fantastic. Excel can fix up any concrete surface that you have garage floor pool deck basement outdoor patio if it's concrete they can put this beautiful coating on it you get a free estimate you'll be surprised at how affordable most projects depending on the size of the project between one six twenty will tell you how to get your hands on the online version or else if you want to actually hold one get the book itself distribution events start across wisconsin today so text the word cookie to 855-616-1620 